0: So awesome that we got to worship together today. We are going to be doing communion this morning. So if you want to go grab a biscuit or a piece of bread and some juice so we can partake in communion together, that would be awesome. And Pastor Rob is going to be bringing the word in just a moment. So grab your Bible, grab your notepad and let's get ready to hear the word. Hi, One Heart Church. I'm glad to be in your house today. I hope you're doing well. Um, and if you're new to One Heart, uh, welcome, drop us a message. We'd love to hear from you and uh, love to know uh, who you are and uh, how you found us. That would be great. So I hope that you can, uh, for, for, for all of us, I hope that you can check in every week, 10am uh, uh, on Sunday mornings and uh Uh, catch up with uh, what's been happening in the life of the church and to hear a great message. So today, as mentioned earlier, we're going to have communion together. So I'm really looking forward to that. So, uh, so many people have been affected directly by the the COVID-19 restrictions and, uh, uh it's affected employment education family life our sports uh, and of course our church functions have been uh, dramatically affected uh by by these uh, restrictions but one thing hasn't changed and that is our commitment as a as a leadership to to you our desire to see uh is to see, uh, still see people come to know Jesus as their savior uh and to keep spiritually strong so uh, the one heart team are committed to staying in contact with, with everybody and uh, we want to you know we'll be keeping in contact with you phone calls uh text messages and and various other ways to support and encourage you through uh, these times. Uh, It's uncertain. These are uncertain times. We've never been here before. No one's ever been here before. Uh, But we we don't want you to fear. We don't want you to stand alone. We want to walk through this together as a church and come out the other side. Uh, I'm believing we're going to come out the other side uh, stronger and better equipped because we've been forced into doing things that we've never had to do before. Um, so as you all know, church has never been about the building. It's about us, the people, churches, people living uh, disciples of Jesus and living the journey with God in the world that we live in. And the whole purpose of that is to make the world a better place for others to live in. So hopefully we can be salt and light to the world through this uh, through this season and really make a difference in the city of Port Lincoln. So before we go on, uh, I'd just love to pray and I'd love to pray with you. If you have any uh, prayer needs of anything at all, perhaps you could just uh, uh, make a sign to the Lord, reach your hand out, uh, raise a hand, close your eyes, and I'd love to pray with you. So whatever your need is, Uh, You you can talk to God about it right now And I'm going to pray and believe That uh, the Holy Spirit will come And minister to you In whatever that area of need is So why don't we just bow our heads right now I'd love to pray with you So Lord Jesus we just come before you this morning And we just pray Lord that your your Holy Ghost may minister to people Right as I pray right now That their hearts may be stirred Their their spirits lifted In this prayer Lord I pray for healing to people Lord whatever the, the, the ailment is whatever the sickness, I pray for total healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, I just pray that you may intervene in every situation, whether it's uh, financial, uh, employment, uh, business, whatever it is that people are worried about. Right now, I speak the word of life. I speak the word of of, uh, uh, power that is in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I just pray that you protect and lead us through this time as a church in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for uh, hearing our prayers and uh, being with us every day. And it's um, not a coincidence that today I'm—I I- want to be preaching on prayer. Now, it's a subject uh, where there seems to be a lot of experts and also a lot of misinformation about prayer. So, I think I, I can't give a whole detailed explanation of every element of prayer, but I want to bring one aspect of prayer to us this morning so that we can grow, so that we can develop, so that we can be confident in how we pray that uh, we're being effective. So hopefully that's okay for you this morning. So uh, I think we've all prayed prayers that have felt like nobody heard. Have you ever been in that place where you, you, you pray and perhaps you've been desperate in your prayer, yet it feels like It's bounced off the ceiling and and it didn't really go anywhere. So today's message uh, is about prayers that engage God's attention. So uh, that's what we want to do when we pray is we want to engage God's attention. But I'll just throw this one in as well is in our prayers. It's good for God to get our attention. So that's really, uh, I think, an aspect of prayer that we we don't focus on enough is uh, allowing God's uh, God's voice to speak to us, so we often have a one-way dialogue in our prayers, where we we say a lot, but we don't wait for God to say anything back to us. So that's called a one-way conversation. And I think what God uh, and and um, uh, the Holy Spirit want to develop in us, perhaps particularly through this season of time, is to have a two-way conversation where we cry out to God, and then we allow the Holy Spirit to speak into our situation so um, we want to have prayers that engage God's attention and we want God to engage our attention in our prayers as well so I want to begin with a psalm this morning Psalm 91 verse 5 in the New Living Translation it says do not be afraid of the terrors of the night nor the arrow that flies in the day and I, I believe uh you know that this is, I guess, an old-worldy um, uh, description uh, that describes the anxiety of life. Uh, but basically, it says, "Don't be afraid of the things that that um, we would be afraid of that would cause us anxiety or grief." So today's message, the title is "Praying in a Victory." So there's a play on words here. I want you to note my emphasis. My emphasis this morning is praying. in. In a victory, basically praying in. So a victory comes praying. So a victory comes, if you know what I mean. So I have sort of tried to, to be a bit clever by saying praying in a victory. It's like bringing in the victory. So we're praying until we see the victory come in whatever it is that we are requiring God's attention. So this is if I could describe it this way. It's praying in a way that delivers supernatural spiritual victory into our everyday circumstances. And that's what being a being a believer, a person of faith uh in Jesus Christ is all about is living at a spiritual dimension. We live in an, a physical dimension. I have a body. Uh uh we we are humans, but we also are surrounded by the unseen spiritual supernatural world and we want to be successful and and uh, uh flourishing in that aspect of our lives as well. So um, another another psalm I just want to bring our attention to is Psalm 69, verse 16. Again, using the New Living Translation. Answer my prayers, O Lord, for your unfailing love is wonderful. Take care of me, for your mercy is wonderful. Is so plentiful. Now, Psalm sixty-nine is a uh, sixty-nine sixteen is a, is a prayer, and I want us to 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 draw out some keys to praying prayers that get God's attention. So, uh, uh, and what what I want to encourage you to do is to to pray according to Psalm sixty-nine sixteen. Pray these keys I'm going to give you in a moment over yourself. Over your house, over your household, over your family, uh, over your situations and circumstances, declare what God declares over yourself. Um, because one of the great keys that I've discovered about uh, about pray, uh, pray about praying is God never denies His word. Um, so pray, agreeing with God. Pray agreeing with his word, and we're much more likely to discover that our praying is different, that we're praying according to a promise that God says. So I hope that all makes sense to you uh, right now. So some points on praying better effective prayers from Psalm 69, 16. So the first thing we see there is, uh, you know, if you're taking notes, t- uh, point number one is take your prayer to God with faith. Now, faith is belief. Faith is what we believe. So I want to encourage faith. I want to encourage your belief. And one of the things that, that uh, I think a lot of people misunderstand is they say, well, I accept Jesus as my savior, as my Lord. So we, we get that little bit. But I want to encourage you to be a believing believer, be a faith filled believer, faith in God for the impossible, faith in God for the things that he wants to take us into. So um Take your prayer to God with faith um, that he answers my prayers. So you personalize that. He answers my prayers. So start praying with a declaration of faith. So you're going to God knowing, expecting he has a way through for you in whatever area concerns you. So a good question to ask right now is who do we pray to? So you know, that could be an elementary question, but I, but it's a question I think I want to explain to you. Want, uh, sorry, it's a question I would like to answer for you this morning. So we pray to Jesus. You may wonder why, uh, why we often end our prayers using in Jesus name, because that, that that's a, a way of, uh, I guess, uh, closing our prayer, declaring that we're praying to Jesus. He, he's the one we're praying to. Um, uh, John chapter 14. Uh, Jesus was teaching his disciples uh, to pray in his name, uh, and, and, he, and he explains. You'll have to look it up, John chapter fourteen. You can read the whole chapter; would be helpful to you. But uh, he's teaching the disciples to pray in his name for the purpose to bring glory to God. So um, that there's there's some keys in there. We're not going to touch on all of them today. I think in a few weeks' time we'll look at this. Uh, another aspect of prayer, but uh, we can't get through it all today. So uh, don't. Here, here's something that, that we often do, that, but I think we, sh- we should try and avoid, is don't design your way and tell God how it's done. So often we say, well, God, he, I have an issue. There's a problem. There's a circumstance in my life. And so we go to God in prayer, but we say, God, this is exactly how I want you to answer that. So you need to do this, this, this and this. Um, We've got to understand God's perspective over our our life, over the world, is far greater than we could ever imagine or work out for ourselves. And so we need to trust God and, and begin to declare, God, I want to pray in faith, believing for your plan and for your purpose. Here's my problem. I can't see the way through, but I'm trusting you that you're going to do something on my behalf and it's going to be good. So don't design your way through your prayers and tell God how he should do it. But pray for an answer and be willing to step through open doors. Uh, be willing to turn around when you come to a closed door. Because sometimes we're thinking we, we could be praying, God, I need, I want to go through this door. I want to go this direction. And if it's a closed direction, a closed door, we need to trust God's uh, sovereignty in that area. And what do what you do? Do you keep pounding away at that door in prayer and, and begging God? I think what we need to do for a time is say, okay, God, And we need to turn our attention and we need to find an alternative where God may be drawing us into because uh, he doesn't lead us into closed doors. He leads us into open fields, open doors that we can uh, step straight into. So sometimes our praying may, may be right, but the timing's wrong. So don't put, give up on those things that you, you feel a burden for. But if the door's close, if, it, if it's uh, um, uh, gated and locked, then you just need to realize, well, God, I feel a burden for this. But perhaps my timing isn't uh, isn't right right now. And then you just turn, go in the direction God has for you right now. And then you'll find you'll come back to that that thing that seems so hard, so difficult, so closed, and the door will be open for you. So, uh Uh, Pray for an answer and be willing to step through open doors. Pray in Jesus' name, expecting and willing to see God's way through every situation. So uh, point number two, pray believing that God is on your side. So you need to tell yourself when you pray or remind yourself, God is on my side. Personalize that. Uh, It says there, it it said in, in that psalm, Lord, your unfailing love is wonderful. That's talking about God's favor upon us, God's favor upon your life, God's willingness to want to, to bless you. We need to keep these foundations and fundamentals because often we can pray thinking, well, maybe God doesn't really like me. Well, we need to put that aside and, and remind ourselves again, because if we want to pray with faith, we've got to speak what God speaks over us. So this can take a bit of getting used to because we have a human distortion of what love means. So when we say, well, but uh, your unfailing love is wonderful, but we can we can have a uh, all manner of distortions of what love really means. So a distortion of love can be um, uh, expecting that that God will do whatever we we tell him to do. Or that he should give us whatever we want, whatever we ask for. They're distortions of love. So um, if we were to try that in a relationship, uh, we'd find out that that doesn't work for very long. Um, This is about believing God's good intention is for your benefit. His good intention is for your benefit. Jesus' love was so unfailing, he gave his life for you. So when you pray about anything, declare God's love over you, And so you just remind God, Lord, I know you love me. I know you have a good plan for me right now. There could be struggle right now. There could be there could be all manner of issues. But but when you start to to remind God that, you know, his love, then you start to then you start to uh, relax in the purposes that he has for you, even though we may not see it all right now. The third key, uh, declare who is your supply. And it said there in that psalm, take, uh, you take care of me. So my supply and my blessing in life is from the hand of God. So we ought to work and have jobs. I don't have an issue with that. We ought to you know, have business and utilize our abilities. But recognize our provision, our blessing and supply doesn't come from our boss or the company or the customer uh, it comes from the Lord. So our supply comes from God. And I think when we when we see that, then we can give God the honor and the glory that, that is his for supplying our every need. So um, Jesus is good at taking care of you. So when you pray uh, through, I guess, even tough, tough, uncertain seasons like we find ourselves in, make a declaration to Jesus. Take care of me. Take care of me. Make that a declaration that, that I'm not going to be subject to uh, the conditions economically that are around me. I'm not going to be subject to the conditions of the world. But I know through whatever circumstance the world may throw, my provision isn't coming from the company, isn't coming from the corporation, isn't coming from the com- uh, from the customer. It comes from From the Lord. So you you, you declare, Lord, take care of me. And you know what? He does, and He will. So uh, these days, people are worried about the arrow that flies in the day, most certainly. The uncertain expected turns that threaten our security. But we have to remind ourselves, remind yourself, when things look tough, God. Takes care of me. It's a it's a great declaration that we should uh, I guess practice speaking over ourselves. You know, uh, uh, God is taking care of me right now. And uh, husbands and wives encourage one another. Um, speak to each other when when this you know, uh, uh, I guess, pressure, uh, particularly financial pressure, perhaps there's people here right now listening to this and, and you're undergoing financial pressure. It's a real worry. Then I want you as a husband and wife to sit down together and uh, uh, perhaps write down those pressures that you're feeling and say, Lord, we're going to trust you. And we know that you're going to take care of us in this situation. Uh, another one for further study, if you want to... Um, uh, uh, More of a context on that. Just look at Luke chapter 12, uh, verse 28. And uh, I think you'll be really encouraged by that if you want to look that up. The first, uh, sorry, the fourth, the fourth key that I want us to look at this morning is God has enough for me. It, It said in that psalm that we looked at earlier, for your mercy is so plentiful. So mercy means compassion, uh, it also means forgiveness. Uh, it's, it's having a concern for the misfortune of others. Now, what's really amazing is when we mention God's mercy, I want you to get this perspective and apply it to yourself. He's concerned with our misfortune. Uh, plentiful means there is lots of it. So I want to extend God's mercy into my life in my misfortune times. Uh, in in the church, in the ministry of misfortune times. And I want to pray speaking faith in God's mercy and plentiful supply. So um, Philippians 4, verse 19, again, uh, this time I'm using the NIV version of the Bible. It says, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory In Christ Jesus, so there's a declaration that God will meet our needs according to His riches in glory. I'm going to uh, conclude a little bit later about uh, uh, the. I guess I want to clarify some things about uh, praying according to God's purpose and and not our imagination. So. we're bringing this in for a, for a landing right now and some music will be good right now and i said that last time and actually we got some music happening so uh we're going to have that this morning so thanks musicians are uh, playing on behind me to give me give me some landing music that would be fantastic so right now our people are concerned with economic pressure uh, i think mostly um the unknown that is in front of us uh, there's travel restrictions, there's food rest- restrictions, we, we can't even get toilet paper a lot of the time. In a sense, it can seem like being under enemy fire. So the message for us today is, uh, my title was Pray in Victories, Pray in Victories. And uh, uh, we we used Psalm uh, um, 69 verse 16, and I'll just go over those points so you can engage God in your praying Uh Pray in faith, point number one. Number two, God is on my side. Number three, take care of me. And number four, God has enough for me. So when we use these, this scripture this morning, I have a picture from war movies when um, when under en- uh, heavy enemy fire, uh, they make a call that, that, you know, there's a group of soldiers sort of hunkered down in a bunker somewhere and enemy fire everywhere. And uh, they make a call for air support or for for artillery support uh, to bomb the enemy's lines, to get the pressure off. And uh, I want us to take that thought that when we pray, we're calling in the air support to bomb out the enemy's positions. Isn't that a great uh, a great metaphor right there? But I want us to pray in the victory. It's like making that call uh, when, when we're under siege, making that call to heaven to say, I need help to, to uh, defend myself from the enemy's onslaught. So we're praying in a victory. It's not praying, we've got the victory, now we're praying. No, we're praying in to a victory. So a, a victory can happen. So... Uh, it's a good thing to pray in difficult situations. Giving God the fight, um, you give heaven the go-ahead to bomb up enemy positions. So I want I want you to take advantage of that to to discover when when the uh, pressure is on in life, the first place that you should go is to prayer, is to bring it to God for 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 heavenly intervention. Because every prayer you pray in faith is is like sending the bombers over to to, uh, take out the enemy snipers and others who are uh, taking um, the attack to us. So I'll save this very last point to last. And I call this uh, Jesus' most tragic prayer. But I think it is the most effective prayer of all. And I think we, we need to learn something from it as well. So I want to pick up the story. It's just before Jesus is arrested in the garden. Um, and it's found in Matthew chapter 26, verse 39. Again, using the New Living Translation. Jesus went on a little farther and bowed down uh, with his face to the ground, praying, my father. If it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will be done, not mine. So here's a thought I want you to see today that could answer all our unanswered prayers. All those times, as I described at the very beginning today, where we think that uh, uh, no one is hearing our prayers. But Jesus prayed this most tragic of prayers but I believe it was the most effective prayer that if we were to apply in our lives and pray this way that we will see our prayers the, the perspective we have of what happens when we pray will totally change so uh Jesus prayed for his will submit to god's will now he uh, uh, he 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 knew that that submission of he was saying, "Don't let me be crucified." He he was he was saying, don't let me be tortured. Don't 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 make me be punished. Is there another way that I don't have to go to the cross? Because I can tell you something. He had a physical body that was going to feel every single blow. He was going to feel every humiliating, uh, uh, disgraceful uh, um, uh, taunt that was thrown at him by by everybody. But um, he prayed for God's will. For His will to submit to God's will. So, I want you to understand: we're created to serve and enjoy relationship with God, and we do that through our relationship with Jesus. Ineffective prayer is demanding God serve me without thought or attention to our part to serve God's will over our will, maybe over our comfort, over our uh, our desires sometimes. So I hope uh, we can apply those principles to praying. And I know when we begin to transfer our will in our prayers to God's will, then prayer takes on a whole different perspective. A whole different element will, will awaken in us. So it's a challenging uh, message that I'm giving you today, but perhaps uh, brings a, a new light to um our spiritual awareness and our spiritual ability to move beyond where we've ever been as a church. It is. I think these days are days for the church to pray. Uh, we start the year every year with, with a season of praying and fasting. And I want to thank... Every single person who got involved with that um, in in January February this year, we had the seven weeks every Wednesday for, of prayer and fasting, and I believe those things set us up for uh, for victories. And and every time we prayed, we've been we've been uh, bombing out the uh, the enemy's positions around us. And I know that God has a, um, a way through for every single person, in every circumstance. And we we ought not to uh, um, uh, plan our own way through, but pray God's will and God's way through our circumstances. So uh, let me just pray as I conclude that bit, and then we're going to have communion together. So Lord Jesus, I ask this morning, uh, for, for the needs of every single family, for the needs of every single person that is watching this this broadcast today, and I know that uh, you love us, that you have a way uh, through for us, and Lord, I just pray that we may uh, be people who can trust your word, trust your spirit to lead us into the best life that we could ever have, so Lord, I pray that we uh, we uh, resist the the urge to plan our way through, to tell you how, how you should answer our prayers. But Lord, I pray that we may trust your goodness, your grace to uh, speak into our world so that we can pray according to that. And I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. So you see how I just did that this morning. and I pray in Jesus name. So we're going to have communion. So if, if you uh, have have a cup of juice or some uh, just some liquid of some sort and, and uh, some bread, uh, you can take that now in, in your hand. In Matthew 26 verses 26 to 28, um, uh, it says, as they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. And then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, take this and eat it for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and said, each of you drink, uh, drink from it for this is my blood, which confirms a covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. And what Jesus was doing was giving a a description of. Before, uh, before this happened, before he gave his life, before he shed his blood, to to the disciples, and and he wanted them to uh, keep the memory of that as the most foundational, fu- fundamental thing uh, for them as believers to keep that the central theme of our uh, existence as as a church and as believers. So, as we eat and drink this morning. Uh, I want you to give thanks for the blessings that we have in Jesus. Thank Jesus for forgiving us of our sins. Thank Jesus for, for, for healing, uh, for, for the relationships and the, the loved ones we have around us in our lives. Um, and, and we just want to give, give glory to God for what Jesus has done because Jesus gave up his life. He shed his blood to forgive us of our sin, to forgive us of our rebellion against God. So if you just bow your heads with me for a moment and uh, take a moment of of reflection and you can eat and drink. uh, And as we do partake together, we may uh, experience um, Jesus' sacrifice for us. So let us eat and drink together, giving thanks to the Lord. Lord, we just thank you this morning for your shed blood. We thank you that uh, uh, you gave your life so that we could get our life back. So we thank you, Jesus, so much for the cross and for your shed blood. And I just pray you bless all those people here who have partaken of communion this morning, that they may grow deeper in their experience of you. Amen. So I just want to finish. If you're new to church and this is all new to you and you want to become a Christian, you want to make your life right with God today, I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer with me this morning. And uh, um, I'll give you sort of time to, to pray it out loud. And it's just our way to, to let God know. It's a prayer, but it's a way to let God know that, hey, we want to, uh, we want to accept his way in our life and uh, allow him to come and uh, bring healing and refreshing to the very deepest part of us. So if you'll pray this prayer with me this morning. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God, that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life, and I invite you to be my Lord and Saviour. Today, I am born again. I am not who I used to be. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So, if you prayed that prayer for the first time today, we'd love to hear from you. Please get in in contact with us. I would love to hear from you personally and uh, help you along the way in that journey, uh, that whole new step of faith in believing in Jesus as your God and Saviour. But uh, uh, may God be with you this week, One Heart Church. Uh, make sure to give, us, uh, give someone a call, uh, encourage one another. Um, our next service is Good Friday. That's this Friday coming up, 9 a.m. Uh, tune in. We're going to have it uh, uh, out there live again. So I'm really looking forward to that. So uh, tune in Friday, 9 a.m., God bless you. Have an awesome week. And if we can help you in any way, uh, if you need prayer, you, you, you want to uh, talk to someone about uh, things that are concerning you, uh, by all means, contact the church through our normal, uh, our, our normal ways. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. God bless. And uh, just uh, want to say uh, you're awesome and God has great things for the future. God bless. What an awesome word from Pastor Rob, praying in victory. I hope that encouraged you today. Um, Please let us know in the comments here on Facebook or on YouTube. If you've joined us this morning, we'd love to um, have some connection with you guys. We hope you have a great week and we'll be praying for you. Reach out if you would like to chat with somebody and we love you. Have a great week.